This podcast was recorded in mid-July 2020. Any references to social distancing and infection control were valid at the time of recording. You're listening to a podcast from Penny Cell Practice. Hello once more and a warm welcome back to our podcast series brought to you by Penny Cell Practice. I am Dr. Jeff Hamp. Hello, I am Dr. Sam McGinley. This time we have another one of our special podcasts. Today we're going to be talking about drug driving. Yes, we hope to explain some of the changes that were made a few years back to drug driving laws and also discuss the guidance available for users of prescription medicines. Yes, because drug driving doesn't just mean driving while under the influence of illegal drugs, it also means prescription and over-the-counter medication. But firstly, once more, a big hello to all of our listeners, and particularly to our listeners from abroad. We notice we now have listeners in the USA, Germany, New Zealand and the Netherlands. But of course, the laws we are discussing today are the laws applicable in England, Scotland and Wales as of July 2020. So sit back and enjoy the podcast. Okay, well, should we start with a bit of history? Sounds very good to me. Well, in 2012, the UK government announced a new offence in regard to driving with a specific controlled drug in the body above that drug's accepted limit. After reports and consultation, they then took a zero-tolerance approach to eight drugs most associated with illegal use, with limits set at a level where any claims of accidental exposure can be ruled out. They also decided to take a road safety, risk-based approach to eight drugs most associated with medical uses, and a separate approach to amphetamine, which balanced its medical uses against its abuse. In March 2015, these eight general prescription and eight illicit drugs were added to the new regulations that came into force in England and Wales. Amphetamine regulations joined them in April 2015. OK, so what are the eight illegal drugs? Well, these are benzoylecamine, cocaine, delta-9 tetrahydrocannabinol, or cannabis, ketamine, lysergic acid diethylamide, or LSD, methylamphetamine, methylene dioxymethylamphetamine, or MDMA, and 6-monoacetylmorphine, or heroin. And what are the eight prescribed medications? Well, these are clonazepam, diazepam, flunitrazepam, lorazepam, methadone, morphine, which includes codeine, tramadol, cocodamol, and fentanyl, oxazepam, and temazepam. Right, well, what does all this mean? Well, the law states that it is an offence to drive with certain drugs above specified blood levels in the body, and importantly, this is whether your driving is impaired or not. This makes it easier for the police to tackle drug drivers. So, the eight illegal drugs have very, very low blood levels that the police can arrest and prosecute you for if you have them in your system. And the eight prescription medications, which include morphine used as a painkiller, the benzodiazepines ending in azepam that we use for anxiety or occasionally insomnia, methadone used in drug addiction, and amphetamine used for ADHD or Parkinson's disease, have higher levels due to their use as a medication. It is also important to remember that certain painkillers may be related to morphine and these may be metabolised to morphine in your body and these will also therefore be covered by the law. 
Indeed, I think the most common one there would be codeine. Yes, I'd say you're right, Sam. Now, it is important to say that the majority of patients that are fit to drive and taking medication as directed are unlikely to be above the specified limits and so would not be committing an offence. But what if you're stopped by the police? Well, the police may use a roadside test and if that test is positive or if they suspect that you are under the influence of drugs, they can ask for a blood test back at the police station. We do recommend that if you are driving and on one of the eight prescribed medications listed that you carry proof that you are prescribed these medications when you are driving. But remember, it remains an offence to drive while your ability is impaired, even if your blood levels are lower than the legal limits. If your ability is impaired for any reason, you must not drive. So we suggest that you always check the leaflet that comes with your medicines to check on how they might affect your driving ability. Also, do not drive after taking any new medicines until you know how they affect you. Do not drive if you feel drowsy or dizzy, or if you're unable to concentrate or make decisions, or if you have blurred or double vision. And remember, if your ability to drive is impaired for any reason, do not drive at all. The penalties if you are convicted of drug driving are a minimum one-year driving ban, an unlimited fine, up to six months in prison and a criminal record. Your driving licence will also show that you've been convicted for drug driving and this will remain for 11 years. And the penalty for causing death by dangerous driving under the influence of drugs is a prison sentence of up to 14 years. And remember, any conviction for drug driving will affect your car insurance costs, you may lose your job and you may find it difficult to travel abroad. Well, we hope this podcast has been really helpful. We have used a variety of resources for the information we have given you to ensure it is most up to date. Remember, if you do have any queries about your medicines, ask your local pharmacist. Yes, and once again, if your ability to drive is impaired for any reason, remember, you must not drive. brings us to the end of another podcast don't forget if you've got any topics you would like us to cover in our next podcast then email us at our dedicated email address pennyshill.podcast at dorsetgp.nhs.uk or you can leave us a message at anchor.fm forward slash pennyshillpractice forward slash message or you can go to our website and fill in the contact form there we are also on spotify apple podcasts google podcasts and tune in And if you have any pearls of wisdom you'd like to share with us and our listeners, please feel free to share them with us via the website or via our email address. Thank you all once again for listening to our podcasts. Stay safe and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.